how are you, Jackie? How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm a little sleepy, but I'm okay. Uh, got a lot of energy flowing around me, you know, uh, thinking about a lot of things. Uh, yesterday I, I don't know. So the last time we talked, I just, I spent this morning watching Mm. it and I was a little interested in in how I was. And that was back in March. And, and I was not a confident person back then. Not very, um, I, I was like terrified of doing anything like on video yeah, um, I don't yeah. feel that way anymore but um and I, I I attribute that to the spiritual journey that I've been on you know since the last time we talked yeah. um uh the big thing that I came across yesterday was um this idea that I don't know if you've heard of like uh Joe Dispenza or oh, yeah. uh, uh, Abraham Hicks I've heard them then now just to give the people who are listening now Jackie was on a podcast with me in March. Um, you know, your daughter Elizabeth unfortunately died. Um, and you're coming on again now. So just to give people a listen, uh, just to, for people that are listening in, because they're like, who is this? Who, who, who? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jackie, Jackie done a podcast with me back in March. And uh, so yeah, that's as much as I'm gonna introduce you. I, I, <laughs> The world's worst podcaster. Yeah, we didn't really plan this, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked a little bit uh, about, you know, uh, my, my spiritual journey mm. started with, you know, um, being my, you know, through social media being flooded with things like um, things about spiritual, you know, and, and about religion and all of that, you have more of a like background of understanding actual religions. I've never studied religion. Um, yeah, I like religion. I just don't believe in it. Right. Well, that's great that you're curious because that's what I think spirituality is all about is being curious about yourself and and learning about yourself. And, um, in terms of that, um, I, I, you know, grew up in a family that just, you know, said, talked about the Bible and Jesus and all of that. And I never, I never like, I would always like balk at it and be like, no, 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 no. I, it just didn't make any sense to me. So I was always labeled an atheist, even though I never labeled myself that I always thought, thought of myself more as agnostic because, um, I, you know, I didn't know what to believe and I never really had, you know, I never really cared enough to figure mm. it out. Um, yeah. but I feel like when you, when you face a tragedy and, or death, you know, or somebody significantly die, you know, significant dies in your life, um, you start to question that those things, you know, and that's, I think what happened for me is mm. that I've, um, come into this the the spiritual journey that I've been on since I've lost her well since I've started to be curious about myself anyway yeah um and learn about it so um and I've had all kinds of different people who believe all different kinds of things come at me and I've learned so much um yesterday specifically um because I started to believe in like things that I don't know if you've heard of Joe Dispenza but he it's like it's he uses like meditation um to like heal everything like he's like you know healing everything with meditation mm-hmm. and um i fell into that like real hard in the beginning of 
this journey that I feel like I've been on. Um, yeah. And I believed I was believing in it. But then I started, <laughs> I think I was just searching desperately for something to believe in. Um, because then I also, over the time, you know, learned about Christianity and I started to think that I was a Christian too. Um, because of how I look at it, you know, life and, and um, the way that I've always, you know, it's not, I'm not a Christian. I think that a lot of Christians are hypocrites. So especially the people that I've been around because it's, mm. Christianity is supposed to be based on love, right? So love and forgiveness. Yeah. Right. So if, if, if the people who are telling you, you know, that uh, preaching G about Jesus aren't mm. happy or at peace in their lives, then how, how is that something that, how, do, how do you not think that, <laughs> that it's hypocritical? You know what I mean? That they're, that they're struggling, they're negative, they're, they're complain all the time. They're not happy in their existence. So mm. it's like, how is that love and forgiveness? How is that? Um, I, it's something I don't get either. I mean, if, if, um, if you know something has your back or someone, if yeah, you know yeah. someone has your back all of the time, there's nothing to fear. Seemingly, Jesus has your back. You should trust in him. Um, yeah. So there shouldn't be anything to fear. You know. Um, well, what about you? Like, why aren't, shouldn't you have your back? Isn't that, isn't that like, for, see, to me, that's the way, it, you know, like, as long as you have that confidence inside of you and, and know who you are and, and all of that, that's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Why, why are we giving it? Like the biggest thing I, I heard growing up was give it to God, give it to God. I had no idea what that meant. And always made me mad. Give it like, why am I giving it to God? Like, how am I giving it to God? And is it just going to just dissipate into the universe and I'm never going to, you know, have to deal with it again. I, it just didn't make no sense to me. No, no, to me either. I, it doesn't, I, I'm a firm believer in myself. Um, yes. and you and you went on a journey to get there too so yeah you, you weren't just born that way <laughs> no, no 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 i i had to go quite through quite i'm still journeying i hope i never finish journeying that's what it is too <clears throat> but i'm i'm pretty concrete at this stage that i'm strong enough i know my morals i know my values i know my beliefs in life beyond that i don't need much more um very concrete in that way. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not like, well, this is the way it is and that's it. You know, right. I'm not like in a sense of, if you believe in God, I think you should believe in God. If, um, if you don't believe in God, like I don't, don't believe in God. I don't. Um, it's personal. It's definitely yeah, a personal I, thing. People need belief. Uh, people need to believe in something. Yes. That's what I figured out with people is they need to hold on to something to believe in and then they will harness themselves to that. And then like a little child, they'll venture out every now and again. But when life gets tough, they'll go back to that belief. Yeah. That's generally where they'll oh, forgive me. I haven't been in contact with you lately. You know, the type of way like and, 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 and that's what people, in my opinion, from what I see is. They, they need this anchor. Whereas I yeah. just don't. I just don't. I, I, I know when I die, it'll be like before I woke up this morning. 
I'll be unconscious. You know that I will. You won't feel anything anymore. <laughs> oh, I didn't, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I don't know why people aren't like I don't. I'm in no rush to die. Right. Isn't it wonderful? It's you know, eternal peace, right? You're finished. <laughs> you know, game is over. There's no more putting money in to get a game. That's it. It's finished. You know, it, uh, humans can't handle that. They want more. They yeah. want um, more than that. When well, for, Why is it not enough? For me, you know, I never really considered it. You know, like uh, the only significant death I had in my life before Elizabeth was my grandfather and he was 92 years old hmm. and he suffered with dementia for two years before he passed. So he suffered. And yeah. so when he passed, it was like, a, you know, it was a relief. And I, and I was very happy that he was at peace, hmm. you know, and that he didn't have to suffer anymore. Where, whereas everyone else around me, you know, acted like it was like the end of the world that he was gone. And I, I didn't feel that way. It was very strange. I always, you know, I, 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 back then I like, was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not more distraught about this? <laughs> you maybe, know? You're, maybe you're more in tune with your emotions and then people get confused around you. Wow. That's an interesting concept. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> no, that's <type> of way. <laughs> right, right. There you go. I don't know. Um, maybe sometimes, sometimes when you're, correct with your emotion and everything is fine and then you're correct and I know it's with myself sometimes it'd be like I could be okay with something and other people would be like how are you okay with that I don't know and then I wouldn't be okay with it <laughs> right right and, then, right and then they would be correct see but I often thought about it afterwards going I wonder was it them that made me not okay with it and yeah I, I took I actually took some like sociology classes in college and they talked about the way that, well, at least in the United States, the way that death is handled and how it's kind of, it's, it's way, it's a lot different than some cultures. You know what I mean? It's kind of romanticized. It's kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I don't remember exactly oh, how yeah. it was explained to mm. me, but it made sense to me that, we kind of like put it up on this pedestal, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, come see me while I'm alive, not, not at my funeral. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, like almost like we place this importance on death more so than life. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what you would think of that since you. I like when it comes to death with me, I'm very accepting of that. I, I, I think it's a natural process. Yeah. I think that is just a natural process. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a part of life. It's, it's a I mean, life. Like it's, absolutely. And I don't think a lot of people can accept death I in that like, way. Yeah, I, I, like you need to die. Um, you do. You just need to die. I mean, there's been over everyone a, does it. We're all gonna. We're all gonna die someday. For a hundred billion people born and died, a hundred billion. Yeah. Um, you know, a hundred billion people have been born and died. Earth cannot, to, there's Earth no way you can Earth. have. There's no way you can have like any kind of quality of life if you're always afraid of death or you can't accept when people die. You're always fo hyper focused on oh, who died today. I'm sad about that. You know, it, 
I've I've seen that yeah. <laughs> a lot. Um, whereas you're mean, like anticipating yeah. the next trauma to happen, and you're like, <clears throat> it's not you know hmm. that's not a spiritual thing. I don't think when you look at it that way, when you're really? always waiting for the next thing to happen and be be upset about it. <laughs> you said with that uh, spiritual thing, you see, and you said about many different traditions. Again, it depends on your tradition. There's a, the Asian tradition. They celebrate it a lot more. They actually look forward to it when they're older. They go out and they'll buy their own coffins. And they, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> they get a bit excited when they're coming to the end of their life, naturally. Right. They'll go off. They'll organize their own debt. They'll organize the party for it afterwards. I love the idea of that. I love the idea of that where... You know, if if the time comes, if I die naturally, I love the idea that I'll go and pick my own coffin and do my. I picked up yeah. my father. I picked my father. Plan your own death <laughs> without I, it being a, a. You know, I know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I uh, I picked up my father's coffin, and I didn't like it. No, I didn't like that. Um, when I picked up my father's coffin, it was a bit. It was strange. Morbid. Yeah, well, it was just strange. You were kind of going, do you like that one? I, I don't really like being here at all, but... Right. My <laughs> mother was there, was there, and she, you know, which one do you like? <laughs> really? <clears throat> I didn't like I any through... Go ahead. You know, I didn't Sorry. like any of them. Um, obviously, you've done the same thing. Well, you know, I, did, I did it with my husband's yeah. parents. Yeah. Um, both of my parents are still here, but with his parents, I know that he he was so uncomfortable. I mean, in that situation, I ended up doing it because it was like, why why am I here? Why do I have to do this? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm grieving. I'm sad, and they're gone. I don't want to do this, <laughs> you know. No, and it is. It's a very straight. And because of that experience, I would prefer to pick my own coffin. Yeah, don't put that on your family. No, because of that one. No, maybe, I don't know. Maybe other people, my kids might be okay with it. Maybe they would have preferred. I know I'm not dead yet. So we don't know. We don't know these things. You can only live your life based upon what you experience and how you look at the world. And that's everybody. Yeah. I know. I know with myself, definitely, I would... I'd like to plan my debt. I, I plan my life fairly well. I'd like to plan my debt. Um, I think that's perfectly reasonable for you to, to do that. Probably get hit by a bus now after saying that, you know. Um, no, <laughs> that's not how that's not how spirituality works. Uh, I don't think that's how karma works either. You're not. I mean, see, that's that's exactly what I came into contact yesterday with. It's like all these people now are believing that they can manifest their destiny, and I believed it too, because. I was such a negative person before, you know, Elizabeth passed and I, you know, had this fear of failure. Right. And I, I felt like I was failing as a mother and, and all the time and I wasn't doing anything right. And I was beating myself up and, and kind of that, that fear of failure kind of came to fruition. You know, mm -hmm. I, I did fail her as a mother and, and, you know, I did fail as a mother in that regard. So I started to believe that I'm like, I manifested this into my life. I, you know, I actually mm. believe that because I started watching all those videos from, you know, about manifesting your destiny and all that stuff. And I actually believed it. I was like, okay, well, I need to change my thoughts 
mm. the one, you know, I need to change who I am and what I think, because otherwise I'm just going to keep attracting shit into my life and crap. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and these people, you know, like actually believe that they can make things happen with their thoughts. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think you live your life, you adapt as you do, as you go every day. You're not supposed to know how it's going to turn out. Um, no, I think if you did know, you wouldn't get up in the morning, but. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Unless it was rainbows and, you know. Um, you I know, don't think nobody... you get up in the morning if it was rainbows either. We're, we are a species that likes to plan and fix things. Yeah. Um, when really, I think I think it's more more more. It's easier to just take it day by day. I don't know if that maybe that's just because of the the trauma I've been through, and I right now in my journey, that's where I'm at is just wanting to be gentle and and take it day by day, and you know, just be mindful in the moment. You know, like yeah, yeah. with my children, and just you know. Just be able to take it all in and not have to stress about, oh, well, I got to go to work tomorrow or, um, you know, I got to go grocery shopping right now. I got a plan. I'm not I'm not a planner. I'm really not. <laughs> I don't think I ever was, honestly. Yeah. I, I've never been a planner. So well, I, I, I have a question and it's a very deep question. And I'm only after thinking of it there now because you're talking about different cultures, different ways, spirituality and as you said, yeah, I'm quite well read. I just don't believe. Um, and if people are going, but sure, how are you well read and you don't believe? I love Marvel. I don't believe Thor is a real god or Captain yeah. America is a real person or yeah. Hulk. So, yes, I love things. It doesn't mean I believe in them. There's a dragon here behind me. It doesn't mean I believe they exist. Um. Elizabeth died when she was 12 years of age. 13. 13. Yep. Right. If you had to do it, in other words, if you, if you had to go back and make a choice that either Elizabeth wouldn't be born or you could have got them 13 years, but she's still going to die as she did die. Yeah. Which one would you choose? I would most definitely still have had that experience with her. She made me the person I am today. So, yeah. And you see, that's a question. I would definitely not want to avoid having yeah. that experience in my life. <laughs> you got 13 years. Yes, I did. Yeah. And that's a question that I had to ponder over my head. Years ago. Um, when I was having children. Uh, not obviously physically and not a male that can have children, I'm not a seahorse. Um, but the question pondered over my head as to, and I read this in a book, you will never understand suffering until you have children. That's because true. They will bring the absolute most amount of suffering to any human being's life on the planet. Yeah. I remember listening to this about children being the most they will bring the most amount of suffering. And I was listening to it going, that's not true. And then as the book went on about when they're sick, you worry about them. You worry, are they going to get on in life? 
you know, you worry, are they going to make it into life? You worry, are they going to be older, marriage, everything else? And, you know, unfortunately, in your case, with, with suicide. Yeah. Uh, and it was one of the most profound books I ever listened to in a sense of the truth behind it is, is that children do bring an unimaginable amount of suffering. But then it also said that as well. Would you, if you had the choice, not go through it? And I don't think there's any parent on the planet that would not. They would go through it all again just to get another second with their child. Yep. Knowing too well, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing too well the, the outcome. And that brought me an unnatural amount of peace as a parent. Yeah. Because the very same thing. Um, and I put it to Emma, you know, I, um, my wife. I put that question to her. Uh, this was years ago. I said, what if they die? You know, because you do have these concerns as, as, a, as, a, as a parent and whatever, medically, if something went wrong. And she goes, yeah, would you do it? Would you do it? She goes, each and every time. And at the time, I was like going, I'm not so sure. No, I didn't have children. So I didn't experience the love that you have as a parent. Yeah. And then when you have children, you go, yeah, the, the children bring the most amount of suffering a human being can endure. But what they give in return is priceless. Yeah, there is yeah. no anything. I was talking to someone today about the love a parent can have for the child. Like the love I have for my children would be 20 times stronger than the love I have for Emma. And I love Emma to bits. Yeah. It's, it's easily 20 times that, that level. And I idolize Emma in my own way. Yeah. Um, but it's just, com there is no compar comparison. Yeah. And even if, like that, again, even if one of my kids unfortunately die early, I would do it again. Because then you got, and this is another thing about that I learned uh, a couple of years ago. In a different culture, they don't say I lost a child. They say I gained a child. So when a child dies early, they don't say the word lost. They say they gained? Yes. Yeah, so they say I gained a child and I gained the amount of years I had with them. So they don't, oh, they don't wow. look at losing a child because... That's gratitude right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They actually say I gained a child and I had X amount of years with that child. Wow. Instead of saying I lost the child because they were, they were grateful for the amount of years they had with that child. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely changing the narrative and, and into something that's um, more spiritual, I think. Um yeah. Because you can, you can go over, uh, I seen something not that long ago that said something about, you know, a person telling them a story about their divorce and how they put all these negative adjectives in there, um, to highlight why, you know, hmm. how the divorce went and somebody said, no, stop with that. You know, like you can change that. You can change the way you look at it, your perception. Hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think from what you just said, like, spirituality is changing it's changing that you know it's figuring out what you're grateful for um, um yeah. see for me it was just you know i i question like 
finally what happens when we die you know right and a big thing for me in in terms of that is that i know that i'm i'm gonna see elizabeth again Mm. i don't that's that's my faith that's my spirituality that's um Yeah, yeah Um, but I also think if you couple that with mental health, um, you know, like, uh, religion aspects of religion, all different kinds, whatever resonates with you. Um, and you couple that with mental health, which is something that our world is just now coming to grips with. Hmm. Um, it's always been shamed. I think that's, that's true in, in many cultures, right? Like that mental health has been kind of looked at as not real i don't well, know definitely <laughs> over, we'll say the middle east um a lot of cultures in the middle east you know they they, they frown upon mental health so it, it would be very difficult to be mentally ill in the middle east um well it is here too yeah I and know that's what i mean i, I stigmatized I, in america as well um yeah, it is actually. Yeah, we were only coming out of it. I mean, this new generation are only talking about mental health. You couldn't do this in the 1990s. You couldn't do this. So, yeah, that's what I mean. It's 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 a new concept. So if you were to add some whatever resonates with you in a in a religious sense, hmm. with you know uh, valuing your mental health, I feel like that is kind of where my spiritual, my where what I believe to be a spiritual. Hmm um experience um and it's and it's ongoing like you said it never ends it's it's it goes yeah, throughout yeah. your life of course i mean even the fact that i don't believe and i know like i came to a stage of non-belief by by actually reading up on religions and all that and i i came to the conclusion myself going uh nah like and this is my own belief again it's we work off belief i just went ah look it's just man trying to figure itself out yeah it's just man he's trying to figure himself out and i'm okay with man trying to figure himself out i if if my children came to me in the morning and went i want to be buddhist or christian or muslim or any of the faiths i would I, I would support and go whatever one, yeah, whatever one you want to be. Um, I would reread up on all of them again and then encourage them to be as good as they could be in Buddhist or Muslim or Christian, whatever, if whatever one they decide to make sure that they're living their best life in that faith while still maintaining my own atheist belief. Uh, so I'm not anti-religion. I'm not anti-spirituality. I'm very much, I think in life, you should have something to anchor yourself to. Right. Whatever uh, works for you. They're, 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 and that's, that's true spirituality because there's no judgment. It's whatever works for you. It's very personal. Works. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not for me to try and undo a belief. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's not for me to undo belief. If, right. You know, in 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 the morning, my belief if my child died, that's it. It's dead. That's as simple as it gets. And I've talked about that quite. And I use my own children because that has to be the forefront of my mentality going. So what would you do of your own? 
No, that's it. You know, I have a friend of mine, he died there a couple of years ago and very tragically died. No, that's it. For me, that's it. That's the conclusion of his life and that's the end of it. Um, because for me, I don't get... I value the fact then that life is very, very short. It's extremely short and to... Yeah. For myself, then, I, I tend not to uh, look into something beyond my life that I could. I, I don't want to live forever anyway. If given no. the option, I'd say no. If, if given the option, I'd be like, no. I was unconscious. You woke me up. Put me back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> get you for real. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, I don't. I I I. I went through a whole questioning our medical system in regards to that. And, and if somebody's and I don't know, I question that. I don't know what I honestly believe about that, but like, should we be saving people if it's their time to go? Like, um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's, it's up to them, you know, to, if, if that, that were to happen, if you were to have a heart attack and they restart your heart, you know, and euthanasia. Yeah, um, I don't know why we haven't even got to that yet. I have no idea as, as, a, as intelligent as we are. I have no idea why we haven't got to euthanasia yet. It's beyond my knowledge. How we do it with uh, animals. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, I mean, you in the suffering. <laughs> I think you have to go to, is it Switzerland here in Europe? I think you have to go to Switzerland. Do you have euthanasia in America? Uh, it, for animals. Uh, it's not, you're not, you know, you're, you know, oh, you can go to Switzerland or is it Belgium? It's not legal. No, <laughs> I don't no, think it, it is legal. It's legal over in, uh, you can go to Belgium or Switzerland. It's, it's either one or the other. I'm not sure. Cause I didn't know I was going to be talking about this. So right. <laughs> it's either one or the other. You can go to Belgium or Switzerland in Europe here and yeah, they'll euthanasia. Yeah. A lot and of it's questions. okay. You, you're that, that, that doctor isn't going to going to prison right no 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 i mean legal. we do have we had that doctor that was that helped no, people no. yeah and no, no, he, he was you know hmm. completely and totally prosecuted i think i'm not sure though yeah no no it's, <laughs> it's completely legal wow yeah. yeah if you're dying of uh say you're dying of cancer you can go over there there's a serious amount of questions you have to answer it's not like you go in the door and two minutes later they're injecting you you have to go through a psychological assessment. You have to go through quite a lot. Right. Um, and there's a serious amount of questions. You have to be interviewed. Then you have to be interviewed again. It's not like. Wow. You know, so they, they assess you, your mental to yeah. see, if, see yeah. if they think you're sound enough to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. You can't be like you can't. Yeah. If you're not mentally if you're like, if you're not mentally stable enough, they won't euthanasia you. Yeah? Because you're not mentally stable, they won't, they won't euthanasia you. Um, you have to be of sound body and mind. In other words, I give you an example. One woman that, that did get her life ended was she was dying. Of, um, she was dying of cancer, but I think she was going to, is it MS where your body starts shaking and you yeah. lose, you lose all, and eventually you're going to die anyway. But it's a slow and horrible death when your muscles give way. Whatever that disease is. Um, yeah, That's she yeah, she went away and she said, no, no way. And and 
successfully ended her life. She says, I am not going like that. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I would like. That's what we do with animals. If an animal is suffering and pain and, and they're, you know, we, we end their suffering. It's called, it's humane. Actually, they, that's what they call it. It's humane to do that for animals. So why not? Uh, why can't, why don't we do that for, why isn't it acceptable in our culture to do that with humans? The worst thing that I would, as a life, the worst thing I could imagine is um, where I'm incapacitated and my children are minding me. That's where I think euthanasia is like, you know what? Let's just not do the encore here. You know what I mean? Yeah. One more. Yeah. Let's not put everybody through this. I'm not yeah. gonna feel. I'm not gonna feel a thing in a couple of hours. The only the only pain of death is the people left behind. Yeah, <clears throat> and they're gonna feel the pain of death anyway. Right. Why not just rush it on a little bit? If if. <laughs> well, I mean, you can prepare <laughs> for it. Even. No. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think that's another thing that 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 helped me with my grandfather because I knew he was suffering. You know, mm. I and I watched him suffer. I prepared myself for his death. You know what I mean? And I think you can do the same if you were to plan it out and, and, you know, uh, plan out your own youth, you know, euthanization, but, um, your family would definitely be able to prepare for that. It wouldn't be like a sudden thing that, you know, just happens. (laughs) I've seen my father, like when he, my father got diagnosed in May, 2005 and I actually went up with him. When he got the diagnosis, um, and he died cancer? of cancer, yeah, lung cancer, okay. and he died in March two thousand and six. He was nine months, but I mean, he dramatically dropped. Like, and I yeah. reflect on his death. My father was an extremely strong man. He same frame as me, tall and thin, but very strong. And I mean, I watched this extremely strong man that I knew all my life who was very proud, literally deteriorate into a wheelchair and then being bed bound, you know, for the remaining part of his life. Now, thankfully, we gave him a good debt in a sense of he was at home. He was never in a hospital or anything like that. And um, but at the same token, regardless of, you know, how we looked after him, you know, the deterioration, I'll never forget. He was in the house and we had to hoist him up, you know, and his dignity was gone. I remember myself and my brother who used to be called and the poor man, like in fairness, you know, he would have naturally enough. He's, you know, he, he would have soiled himself. Yeah. But I mean, the, his dignity was gone. That's the one thing I remember about him is that he's complete and utter dignity. And like when you're hoisting up this man that was a such a powerful human being in your life and you're hoisting up this person and it's shocking like as a son to to clean i didn't mind cleaning my father um i I didn't agree with that i didn't agree with that's where i believe in euthanasia in a sense of his last time on earth was when he lost his dignity and as much my father was a difficult man but his, his dignity was gone. You know, that sense yeah. of his strength was gone. And that's where yeah, I yeah. completely agree in euthanasia, where he could have made a choice 
and said, look, you know, I'm going next week. He was definitely dying. There was no recovery. So, I mean, for him, it would have been a very quick, if euthanasia was there. And he could have planned it and went, look, I'm going next week. Yeah. Um, and I agree with that. Whereas what my father had to do was he had to endure his dignity going. I remember him saying at one stage, this isn't right. You know, he was he was mortified at the fact of what we had to do um, because he had lost. He completely was paralyzed at one stage where the cancer was just he completely paralyzed him. Wow. Um, you know, so he, he the cancer brought this extremely strong human being and left him bed bound. Yeah. So for me, yeah, euthanasia would be. um Definitely something I would uh, agree with, you know, the type of way if it was ever brought into legislation. So now I have a question for you. <laughs> I, I've, I've. You're gone silent now. You've completely gone silent. <laughs> You're after knocking off your uh, sound. Uh oh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. You knocked off your sound. It says unstable. Can you oh, hear me? Well, that's I think that's the podcast in general. I can hear you. Oh. You can hear me now. Yeah, unstable. Okay. Right. You were right. for me. Yes. Um, from what I gather about your father is that he was a complete and total nightmare. Right, and he oh, was absolutely. physically abusive. Yep. Okay, so my question is, I've known a lot of people to have cancer, mm. and a lot of them um, never really dealt with their demons, you know what I mean? You said he was a proud man, he was, you know, he had his dignity and all of that, but do you think that maybe karma was, was in play there? I think he died of he, anger. He died of anger. Well, okay. My father died anger, of anger. The anger ate him up inside, right? Absolutely, yeah. I've, I, I've, I've. So, I mean, it's wonderful that you wouldn't want him to suffer. I mean, after what he made you, he, I mean, made you go through and suffer. Oh no, no, absolutely not. I mean, my father was the most evil human being I ever encountered. No question. Absolutely. He was easily the most evil human being I've encountered. Thankfully, right. I haven't encountered many evil. When I say evil, I literally mean the English dictionary. It's not that I'm calling him evil. I'm extremely, um, when I use words, it's because that's what the word is defined as, rather than yeah. my opinion of it. In the English dictionary, it says evil is with intent. In other words, someone that does something with intent I didn't know that. I thought it was only a, a, a Christianity thing. To, to no, no, no. To be evil is to do something with malice or intent. Literally, okay. you're doing it with malice or intent. Right. And he, he unfortunately, and I'll say unfortunately, he did unfortunately spend quite unfortunate. a lot. Yeah, unfortunate for me. He spent quite a, a long period of trying time trying to really hammer down on me as a human being. Um, but I mean, when he was dying, no, well, I we'd mended our ways a couple of years before he died. So I mean, we were going for drinks together, and 
Um, oh, wow. Like we've three, there's three boys in our family and, you know, he asked me to go up to when he was getting diagnosed. My younger, my younger brother, I suppose a bit young, and my older brother is very soft. He's a lovely human being. Um, he's just very soft. He's very soft. I was hardened by life. Yeah. I was hardened. I don't say that's a good thing, but I was hardened. I was extremely hardened. You know that analogy? That's what trauma does. I mean, it, it has a, that, yeah. that, that um, it has that. Yeah, it does, it does harden it. But I mean... Um, yeah, I, I went up with him when he was being diagnosed and, you know, he came outside and right, right. That's the way he talks. Very blunt and straight. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Have you a cigarette? I do. I smoked at the time. Right. Okay. I sure I suppose that's that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I says, it is. That's it. And see, I'm, I am very blunt also. Um, yeah. And I suppose he knew that he didn't want my brother up there, I'd imagine, because my brother would have broke down crying and that would have made it extremely awkward for him. Yeah, he didn't know how to relate to emotions. He didn't know how to, you know, communicate with a sense of empathy or stuff like that. And I mean, you know, even when when um, when he was getting chemotherapy, you know, he says to me, will you will you shave me here? You know, again, I was asked to do the stuff that was difficult. Yeah. Because I'm able to do that stuff. Yeah. I'm able to do really difficult stuff. Like, I don't know why, but I learned as an early age that you need to put yourself into the forefront and you need to go into it. So I'll go into it and I get burnt and I'll I'll do my little crying on my own when nobody sees it and stuff like that. But I'm very much go in and get hurt and then come out. But um, yeah, I shaved his head. And even when I shaved his head, it was lovely because I got the smell off him for the first time in my life. That parents, and I didn't realize as a parent, you know, the way you can smell your children. Yeah. Smelt his hair. I smelt him. And it was the mm-hmm. first time I smelt my father as I was standing. He was sitting down. I was just shaving his head. And I got that smell of him. And I went, all oh, right. So that's what, you know, that's what you smell like. And it was a lovely um, moment. And I even wrote a poem about it years ago. As his hair fell to the ground, I finally got the smell of him. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so there was moments like that in, uh, with my father when he was sick and, you know, as he was dying and stuff like that. You know, like, like even when my father died, I shaved him before I left the house. You know, yeah. so he, he was he was dead in, in the in the sitting room where, where he was. Um and I just I went upstairs and I got his uh his razor and that and I just started shaving him and um a nurse came in and she said, That's okay, we'll we'll shave him for you. I says, No, you're okay. I says he never left here unshaven. Wow. He, he won't leave tonight either. Yeah. You know, so I was trying to give him back his dignity yeah. that, he, that he always had, like, because he was a very proud, digni- dignified man in that sense where he was extremely proud and dignified. And I mean, it's little things like that, that even as the nurse stood awkwardly as I was shaving my father. But the yeah. was, there was no way was I going to um, allow him leave without being shaven. And even that, I mean, I wrapped him up. 
with the cloth. And I mm-hmm. helped him out and into the coffin and the hearse took him away. And stuff like that I'm able to do. It crushed me. Yeah. Like it that, that sounds extremely traumatic. <laughs> no, it's not like it's not like it doesn't like but I'm able to do it and then I get crushed afterwards. Um, but I I'm the type of person I won't avoid stuff like that. I will look at it. <sighs> wow. Um that 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 struck a chord with me too in terms of something I just learned about myself over the last year. Mm. Um I went into the worst job I've ever went into in July. I started a job and it was being a case manager for people with severe mental health. Okay. And I'd found out like in the second day that the entire case management, the supervisors, the managers, they all just got up and left the month prior. Yeah. And there was obviously something going on that caused that to happen. (laughs) I mean, COVID was a thing, you know, but I mean, there was obviously something internally that was very wrong in that situation. So, but I told myself, God put me here or, you know, the universe or whatever, put me here because I can handle difficult situations, right? I can handle this, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to be part of that. You know, I, I, you know, I'm tough. I can handle this. And, um, <clears throat> and so it was, it was way beyond me though. It was way, and maybe, maybe, I don't know. I had this realization about myself though, because I had always pushed myself to say, I can handle anything and then deal with it later. Like you said, right. um, but I was not handling that situation because there was no guidance. There was no, I pride myself on my integrity, you know? I would go and see these people in their homes, right? And I'd go see them and they need this, this, some of them need housing. Some of them need, you know, a counselor. Some of them need uh, all kinds of things, you know, and I'm don't know what I'm doing. I've never been a case manager. And the lady who hired me told me she would help me to become this case manager and help these people. She didn't help. (laughs) she was in complete and total shock almost like I had so much empathy for her because it was just her and she had to hire all these people to replace a team that just up and left it was just her and so she ends up taking a vacation within my first week of working and so I'm we're we're completely left alone and even then I'm like I feel empathy for her I'm like yeah she needed a break so Mm. (laughs) we'll just hold the fort while she's gone for a little while. I mean, but it was killing me to not be able to do what these people needed. And I'm sitting there telling them, yes, I can do this for you. Yes, I can do this for you. Yes, I can do this for you. And then I'm going home. I'm on my computer and I'm like, how do I do this? How do I, you know, where's the resource? What do I do? So I'm like reaching out to everybody I possibly could come up with. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It, Mm. As much as I thought I could, I started having panic attacks. Like I couldn't focus. And then I, the lady who had worked there for like six months before me, I spent a day with her and she was so negative and so unhappy. And so, and it was like, this is the worst toxic situation. I can't handle this. Right. Um, why am I telling myself I, you know, that, that I can, I'm only one person, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it was a revelation for me because I always thought the way you do in terms of, um, 
you know, I can handle anything and then just deal with it later, you know, like, and I really believed that I was put in that position in order to turn it around, but I was only one person. Yeah. yeah. And there's no reason for me to put myself through hell in order to prove myself in that, in that way, you know, and, and allow myself to just endure it. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and uh, yeah i don't think so i think yeah because you need to know your limits yes you have to know your limits like uh, so what are yours <laughs> well my limits are i know my limits like in a sense of i'll monitor my life and what i do is my limits are basically my family so emma kids family friends you know work um and that's how I circle it. It's really basic. Yeah. Anything that I need to drop comes away. Yeah. Um, my limits. I'll give you another limit. Um, try, we tried Instagram there and hated it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, never done Instagram. Yeah. Then we done Instagram. Um, you know, and in fairness, B, that's doing Instagram. She's doing a fantastic job on Instagram. I hated Instagram. Uh, so now I'm not doing Instagram. Um, yeah. So my limits are social media. Within the next couple of months, I'm going to be completely gone off social media. Completely? May- yeah. Really? Yeah, like I'm, I'm going to literally... You're going to stop podcasting, are you? No, no, no. I'm going to keep, oh. I'm going to keep podcasting. But my limits, I, I cannot manage social media. It's like being in a toxic relationship that you're not getting the amount of love that you should be. Yeah. That's what social social media to me is like being in a toxic relationship, but you're not getting like, it's not worth the love. You know, the type of way where you're getting a drip here and a drip there. Um, And I, I hope to be fully gone off social media. I'd not hope by February. I'm giving, see, I, I plan. So by February, I'm going to be gone completely, one way or the other. Um, but realistically, in the next three weeks, I'd imagine completely. Um, but I'm giving myself till February, because then I'll just tweak it and stuff like that. But at the very most, I'm going to be on. We'll sit. No, Instagram's gone. So in other words, like, I'm very. You know, life happens. I'm grateful that Instagram was there because I never knew how to work it. Um, yeah. Then I had it, and then I hated it. <laughs> oh, thankfully, for anyone listening, um, you know, B, B has it now, and um, BPD with B, it's called. Brilliant. You know what I mean? She's fucking doing a great job. So, I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's doing a fantastic job. I absolutely hated it. Um, and I'm grateful. No, you're on about camera and life. I'm grateful for that. I was inquisitive about Instagram. I didn't know how to work it. Um, B came along, done a fantastic job. I hated it. And then now she's doing a great job. So I'm, I'm happy with the way it worked in that sense. Yeah, you were you know, able to let it go. Right. Oh, right. And it, was, yeah. it was for your own good to let it go. I get that's a, that, that makes yeah. sense in terms of your limits. Right. My limits. Right. Exactly. Well, I just learned about mine. See, I, I, I don't know when you talked about your, you know, doing all that for your dad, my sister would be the person that did that. When my grandpa was passing, like he was, they knew that he was, you know, cause 
hospice came in, which is kind of like euthanasia. Hospice yeah. comes in and they they make you comfortable until you pass. So they give yeah, you yeah, pain yeah. meds. So I mean that's that's the that's the I guess that is euthanasia, but that's how my grandpa passed because he mm-hmm. was, you know, um, given those things. Well, I couldn't be there for that. I couldn't, and my sister was there for that. All of my sisters, but then they talked about it as a tra- traumatic thing for months mm. and months and months, and it was like, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like relieved that I wasn't there because it just seemed like it was something that something people shouldn't do. <laughs> oh, no, my, my father was my father was helped along, and I call it being helped along. I mean, my yeah, father, yeah, my father. Um, three days after he was dying, I mean, like. Three days. He was dying for three days, and the doctor came in after the third day and oh my god, this is not right. Yeah, like he just wouldn't let go. My father would not let go, and you know he took really. Do you believe? Do you believe that certain things you have to do in order? You know, like whether you're you're comfortable with it or not. Well, I mean, he came along and he gave him a good dose of morphine, and that sent him on his way. Right. Right, I got you. Exactly what he did. He came in and he went, oh. the doctor literally, like, he, the doctor came in, we'll say, I can't remember the day he died, but I think it was a Wednesday. But on the Sunday he was in, and my father, he said, look, he's not going to last long. Yeah. But on the Wednesday, he still hadn't died. And he came yeah. in and he went, oh my God, this is not right. Yeah. Give him a little shot. He get, My father was on a pump of morphine. And yeah. he gave him another dose of it, right? He gave him another, he gave him a good, he gave him a good dose to slow, his, stop his heart. Um, but, and my mother, my mother was like, you killed him. <laughs> I was there going, he didn't kill him. He was dying anywhere. Like, what the hell? But she was emotional. That about- is exactly what my sisters did, by the way. One of them looked at it that way. And the other one was like, this is how it had to be. <laughs> so- oh, yeah. See, that's life. Like, right. Uh, um, I completely- but it's still, it's still, it still was was traumatic, and I, I don't necessarily think that it's something that you. I don't know. I guess maybe you 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 look at it as it was something. It was a bonding thing that happened that you never had before with your dad or something. I'm probably oh, driving no, no. you nuts right now. This is oh, not yeah. supposed to be about mental health. <laughs> um, well, with with my father, I thought the doctor was right. Send him on his way. I yeah. completely like. I thought that was okay. Like for me, even at the time, the next day and today, which is you know sixteen years later. Yeah, he was right. He was dying. Why? Why would you leave him on? Yeah, give him the shot of morphine and send him on his way. It's not like he was going to live. He yeah. was never going to live. I, I see. No, I see no sense in it. In a sense of. Send him on his way. Don't be leaving him dying there. Like, who does that? And yeah. that's why I believe in euthanasia. Because, I mean, he fought tooth and nail not to die for three days. Even though he was dying, he got really bad, but he just would not die. Right? He was probably afraid of it. I'd say he was terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't mean he wasn't going to die, though. Right. I'm very accepting of that, you see. I'm extremely accepting. Yeah, I know. I know. I think I just am. I mean, even there, I was chatting to my mother today and her partner is dead two years and I, lovely man. 
He, she, my mother uh, met him after, not after my father died, but a few years after, and a lovely man. Yeah. And a gentleman. Really good to my mother. Like, I, I have to say, I commend him. I think he got the COVID and died. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't what you call at the time. It was still in the auditioning phases. Um, right. It wasn't, you know, it didn't get the yeah. full... It was there, but not officially. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, he got that. But um, again, same thing. I accept he was 83. Yeah, that's that's life. Yeah. Um, my friend who died, I accept his death. It's, I feel a pain in my heart every day with him. Cause he, he yeah, but accept, accepting death and, and being there to watch it happen and be a part of all of it is another thing. <laughs> I, was there, I mean, we were there for the whole lot of our father dying. Um, would I? Yeah, do, I, I get do, that. That makes sense. Yeah, I would do it again. Like even with, with, with my mother, um, she's not sick or anything. Well, she's sick every day, but she's officially she's sick every day, but she's officially not sick. She's more hypochondria. Um <laughs> Yeah, she's dying since I know her. She's literally dying as long as I know her. Yeah, she's oh. dying as long as I know her. Um, so is yeah. mine. Yeah, that's just the way. It's, what did I say? It's, uh, I was to my sister today. Yeah, I was chatting to my sister today, and, and there was a town, there was a shop in town here, mm-hmm. and it closed down, like, say, seven years ago. But 25 years ago, it had a closing down sale. And 24 years ago, and it always had a closing down sale, but it never closed down. Oh, wow. And I, I relate that to my mother. Yeah. She's dying every year, but she's not dying. Like, um, <laughs> my brother last year said he was upset with her because he had to buy her another Christmas card when she said last year would have been her last year. Um, I, I agree with your brother. It, it, it's very just uh, concerning. I have, I don't like the the fact that my mom has like wants to die or or talks talks about it incessantly, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> no, but like I've gotten mad at her. Like, what? Stop! You're not dying. Like, I've I've just like put it in her face. Like, no, you're not dying. Yeah. Stop telling yeah. me you're gonna die. I don't want. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to. You know. Let's face that when it comes. I know you're. You know. Hmm. But she would probably benefit from what from the euthanasia, like you talk, yeah, because yeah. And that's probably, probably why, why she feels that way. You know, it's like, just don't want to suffer anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't I, think, suffer I, I think I, I don't know personally with me. And that's what I mean. You, you have to do certain things in life. I feel um, like our dog. He's not sick. Yeah. I know I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna have to bring him over at some stage. Yeah. I know I'm gonna have to be there, and it's gonna kill me. Um, mm-hmm. but I would not not do that. Yeah. Like, and that's where I respect it all in a sense of, it's going to be a nightmare for my dog. Actually, that's him. Like, I mean, that's how close we are. You know, that's the dog. The pictures. Yeah. Nobody can see this. This won't go up actually on YouTube because you froze earlier on. <laughs> so it can't go up on YouTube now because you were frozen. Um, <laughs> so, either way. But um, yeah, I know. You can't that. edit that out. <laughs> no, no. 
Um, it doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't matter in that sense. I don't mind just seeing okay. YouTube and all this. It'll go up on the on the podcast. But right. I know I'm going to have to bring my dog over at some stage. I know I'm going to have to be there. I would much prefer go through the pain, knowing I know what's going to happen. He won't. Yeah. But I'm going to make sure I'm holding his paw, and I'll yeah. be there all the way until he dies. I've I've been through that with animals already. So yeah, yeah that's and that's, then the next one's going to be Elizabeth's cat. So I, I probably um yeah. <laughs> These are things I believe you have to go through, as crushing as they are. I I'm a firm believer in that. That you see, that's where you know in the film Fight Club. Yes. I don't know, right, where he's burning the acid on his hand and your man mm-hmm. is trying to meditate and go back because you were speaking about meditation and he's burning <laughs> the acid on his hand and he's trying to go into this meditation and, and he's going, no, and he's slapping him out of the meditation. Right. This is your pain. This is real. This is what you're feeling. This mm-hmm. is life. Yep. That completely resonates with me. This is your pain. Go through it. Stop yeah. trying to meditate your way out of it. Stop trying to fucking, you know, get away from your pain. Yeah. Feel your pain. This is your pain. Feel it. That's, yeah. a, that's your life. Feel it, right. Feeling pain and doing things are different, though. That's just I disagree with that. But we can move on from that. Um, <laughs> the social media, the social media thing um, hmm. will lead me back to what I originally was starting to talk about. Um, because I get a lot of, I get a lot of my support from social media. Um, as I've talked to people all over the world, that's how I've met. That's how I met you. Um, but it's, it's a constant thing for me. I'm, I'm constantly, you know, uh, coming into contact with people and over this last, I don't know, like three months, there's been life coach after life coach after life coach adding me. Like at one point I opened the floodgate to life coaches. I don't know why. I don't know where they came from, how they found me. I don't know, but I've been struggling with it because I, you know, especially after quitting my job, Mm. um, I'm like, well, eventually I'm going to have to make money uh, somehow. And I don't want to go back to mental health because I kind of feel traumatized by it. And I don't, Maybe I'll feel differently if uh, over the course of time, you know, I just need this healing period. I don't know. I'm going through this spiritual, you know, uplift, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to be gentle with myself and just be here in the moment. So that's just where I am at right now. But, you know, of course we have to think about the future at some point, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, you know, like maybe this is why all these life coaches are coming into my life. Um, so that I can maybe eventually become one too. I don't know, um, I'm, to learn from them. Cause not only do they want, do they come at you trying to sell you, they want to be your life coach, but they also have like programs where they will teach you to be a life coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple of weeks ago, I, I belong to these groups and one of them is a, a, a group about success. And I went in there and I said, I would feel I feel, I would feel so guilty capitalizing on my tragedy, you know, telling my story. I said, you know, I was basically just asking them, how do you deal with this? I wanted responses to that question because I, you know, it kind of bothers me that, you know, I make a connection with somebody and then they want to sell me something. It kind of cheapens that, Mm. you know, uh, 
it kind of cheapens that, that connection that we're having when they want to want me to pay them for their time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I said to you that, that it warmed my heart that you didn't even know that people could make money, you know, how to do that, you know, in a podcast. So, um, because I really just think that if you go at it, like these people who think they can manifest their destiny, Mm. um, if you go at it with money in mind, that's your focus. That's not really making a real connection. Is it, is that's, you know, and for me, human connection is, is what spirituality is all about. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think anyway. Mm. Um, and that's what I, my epiphany that I had yesterday, because I made that in that group and I, I offended a bunch of people by asking that, by saying that question, like why, (laughs) why, you know, money's money should be, you know, money you're why you're acting like money's the root of all evil and all this stuff you know um well in another group somebody asked that question they said why are people that are spiritual think that money is bad (laughs) yeah um and i said you can't um What did you say? I said that. What was it again? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they said money is bad, and what? Oh, I- that that people who are spiritual think that money is bad, and there was just you know a huge response to this question. Well, my response to the question was, you can't put a price on human connection. Um. You really can't. It kind of cheapens the whole experience if money is the goal. If you go in there expecting money as a as a payoff mm. from you know helping someone and that you know like that you know that connection, uh, that it's and nobody wanted to come, nobody challenged me. Nobody said anything. Like there there were people going you know back and forth, back and forth, and nobody would say anything to my response. In what, way, what do you mean you wouldn't say anything to your response? What way? Like, okay, so my response specifically. Um, wait. I can't find it now. Dang, I'm not prepared. Uh, like, in other words. Meaning that nobody, like, the girl who, who put the post up there was hmm. responding to everyone. And at the moment I said what I had to say, she, she didn't say anything to me. <laughs> and I get that a lot. I get it a lot. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I get crickets. I don't know if it's because I'm completely insane or if what I said actually made sense to them. I don't know. I don't know. But to me, that's, that's the thing. It, it, I, but then when I had um, asked the question, somebody had said, if it happens organically, why, why if you get, feel guilty about it, if, if, if you're doing something and you're helping people and money ends up being a result of that, mm. there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going into it with the intention, like you said, with the intention of making money off of it, then that, that, that changes the whole focus and it kind of cheapens it. It makes me not want to, you know, it makes me not want to engage in that. You know, it's not, it doesn't, it feels superficial to me. It's like, you want, you want something from me. You're not just trying to help me. You uh, just want yeah. something from me. And that's, that's it. Um, it depends on the person. Like, it's like anything. It's like, like 
my podcast, there's no money made. There's no ad. There's no advertisements. There's none of that. Um, yeah. Ten years time might be different. Right. My intention is to help people. By yeah, the way, you're not doing the, but you're not doing this to make money. That's the thing. That that's the difference. Wait, no, a I'm lot gonna, of these wait, people no, go into it. Out. I have to get my ad out. If anyone wants to give me a million euros, please give it. Um, <laughs> like, like, yeah, my, promote yourself, like you said, yeah. social media. So, it's it's yeah. all it's all a look at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think things naturally progress. My this podcast is about helping people. In right. No, in ten years' time, if it's really popular, let me put it this way, yeah. In 10 years time and it's really popular and people are really enjoying it. Yeah, if they wanted to help me, I'd be like, in 10 years time, I'll give you a scenario. 10 years time, I, I'll put it this with you. 10 years time, um, I've thousands of podcasts out. They're really helping people. It's really helping people around the planet. Yeah. And I have to leave work. Yeah. Any chance you'd any chance you'd buy me a cup of coffee? You know what I mean? Any chance <laughs> would you buy me a cup of coffee? You know the type where? If so, would you buy me a cup of coffee once a month? You know. Right, right. Yeah. That's all you would want, hey? <laughs> yeah, like to me, well, to see, I'm, I'm, see, coffee it, don't pay the bills. <laughs> um, but just the way I'd look at that is, if you had enough followers and what's a cup of coffee, like a two or three euros or whatever, I don't know what you pay in America. I think, yeah, if you had enough followers, yeah, fair enough. If, if you think the podcast is worth the price of a cup of coffee, would you buy me a cup of coffee a month? Am I open to that? In other words, a hundred percent. Yeah. Today, no. Right. Right. Today, no, I'm not. I'm working. I have a full-time job. I love my job. Um, and I'm a firm believer in, 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 you know, the podcast is not done for making money. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go into it to make money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's noble. That's, I mean, that's, I get that. Look at my fancy (laughs) shirt. Look at that fancy shirt. Um, (laughs) Fancy shirts now and all when I'm doing my podcast, but they're not to make money. That's why I have a fancy shirt. Um, I'm doing all these things today because I enjoyed them. Yeah. Two years ago, I didn't know I'd have a podcast. Two years from now, I don't know what life will be like. That's what we're saying. We haven't a clue how it's going to go. Um, As long as I'm working and able to make money, I don't have a problem. I make make my money. But you're in a different position than I'm in. Well, in terms of, of, of the spiritual nature Mm. of this whole thing, I think that what makes it not an evil thing Mm. is your intent. Um, if you go into it, if you're, if you're, you go into it, helping people see the, you go into it, helping and it organically ends up making money. Mm. Um, that's that, that is you attracting you know, that is your spirituality speaking. That is working in your favor for your life because you're, 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 you're serving others. You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, at the risk of, you know, selling myself too, 
you know, yeah. I have, I have a blog. So, and it's, it's very on the borderline. It's about to have over 2000 followers. There you go. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm not trying to sell myself here, but it's called sensitive affirmations. No. <laughs> um, and it's about, it's about my journey through, mm. um, my journey of healing after losing my daughter to suicide. So it's really I, what I want it to be is a suicide prevention. Mm. Um, and it's only on Facebook right now. I need to actually come up with a website. I, I never expected it to, to go as, you know, the way that it did. Um, yeah. I'm a very, I pride myself on being humble. And like I said, I'd feel, I, I feel guilty if I were to capitalize on this tragedy, you know, the tragedy, but in a lot of ways, it would give me the, 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 the opportunity to be home with my children, you know, um, you can look at things in many ways, even though I, and I know where you're coming from because it is, it taints it. It, uh, it feels like it's non-genuine. It's like when people say to me, how come you wouldn't be a counselor? Some of the stuff I do say to people when I'm talking to them is extremely blunt and honest. You can't be asking someone because I pull the plaster. I do not beat around the bush. It's a, when I'm saying feel your pain and that's how yeah. I look at the world. I deal with people the exact same way. It's extremely blunt. It's extremely honest. Some people think it's brilliant. Some people think I'm, I'm not really allowed to curse because of my son, but I'm going to say this because I have to a prick. Um, <laughs> and they're and they're correct. Yeah. Because my attitude I've never gotten that from you, but no, my <laughs> attitude is like it's like that. It's 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 completely look at it. Just look at it. My attitude to life is look at it. Um, you know, rather than divert, just look at it. But I mean uh, have you seen that video <laughs> the guy's talking about look at it? <laughs> Because you just keep saying, look at it. Yeah, at yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because it's stuck in my head. It's like he just brings them back to the pain. Yeah. It's a, it's a vivid memory. It's stuck in my head because it's honest and raw. It's true. But yeah. at the same token, um, with yourself, I think, as you said, look at the good you can do if you did get paid. I have zero problem with people getting money. I have zero problem. I never have an issue with people making money um, through helping other people because they're given their time to which you cannot get back. Yeah, Every but but if you make it, I, I feel like you really can't help somebody unless you actually make a connection with them. Yeah. You know, where you, you can, you know, you vibe on some kind of level where there's some kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, for me, it's just hard. Like if you're coming at me, a lot of people come at me and I'm like, I'm, the moment I tell them that I'm not going to pay for their program, they're gone. And it's like, yeah, really? Like you didn't even give me a chance, but then there's those people who will just, you know, who are just there and they're supportive and they're nice. And, and then they don't ever even try to sell you anything. They, they wait for you to come to them. That's that's what you're, that's, More the, that's what I respect, I guess I would mm. say. That's something that I, I understand. I understand it that way. But when you're trying to sell it to a person and, and then you cut the connection off because they don't want to pay for your time. 
I kind of feel like that's, especially in terms of like mental health and mindset and, you know, I don't know, helping people. I didn't get attention. You can sell jewelry all day long and I I don't see a problem with that. (laughs) But when you're trying to make a connection with somebody and actually help them like a counselor would, Hmm. you know, um, see, I don't even feel comfortable. I wanted to be a counselor at one point. I don't even feel comfortable being a counselor getting paid. Yeah, Yeah. it's weird. (laughs) And I think it has to do with my, the journey I'm on. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just too sensitive or something at this moment in my life. You see, until you uh, learn to overcome that, I, I know plenty of people that do help people and they go, yeah, I'm giving them my time. I, they're literally going, no, it's my time. I can like, they cannot get that time back once it's given. Right. And they value the fact that that time is theirs and their time is a commodity in the sense of it's never going to be able to, I'm up here now. I literally came in the door, uh, cycled home, came in the door. Hi, bye. Up, had a shower, came down. How was your day? Emma said, great. Now she knew. It's not like she didn't know I was doing the podcast at six o'clock. Um, no, I didn't get to see my kids this evening. Yeah. That's my time. Um, it's gone. That time is gone. And that's my point. I don't charge for the podcast, but I'm looking at it from a perspective of I agree with people when they do, because literally the time is gone. It's been taken, not taken away from you. Um, on today's day, the 13th of October, uh, 2021, I did not see my children this evening. So that time is gone. So, so don't be embarrassed about if you are ever going life coaching, because your time is yours. And once it's gone, it's gone. Right. And I, again, look, this is not my job. This is not something that I'm going towards. This is not something that I have uh, today in my head. Yeah. As I said, 10 years time, maybe 10 years from now, maybe I'll have put quite a lot of work into it. I, I'll have hopefully, I definitely won't be cursing anyway. I got two out today. Um, I'm reducing my cursing quite a lot. <clears throat> yeah, I, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. As I said earlier on, family first. My... You look constipated. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I do, don't I? I'm struggling, like, because it's hard to fill in the words. Sweating. I... Yeah, uh, <laughs> a dictionary here in front of me. Um, I don't. But no, I believe in family first. I believe, like, even my daughter this week, she said to me, you're always on your phone. Yeah. Now, that's why social media is going to be gone straight yeah. away like like you're always on my kid my wife is number one my kids are number two yeah my family is number three my friends are number four and i'm extremely careful how i number it wow yeah Emma, See, i'm number one my kids are number two and my spouse is number three for me so. yeah well no i number it and i am is number one the kids are two my family three and my friends are four and that's how i number it now, yeah. Facebook does not get a look in. No. So if if the number two in my life, which is my children, you're always on your phone. Yeah. Facebook is gone. I'm not on Instagram now, so it was never, it was never, it's not, doesn't need to be gone. It's not, I'm not on it. But I mean. 
It's all consuming. It definitely is. I get what you're saying. You know, you're actually changing my perspective on this. So I listen to, to you, man. I listen, yeah, I listen, <laughs> this is what I listened to a book yesterday from start to finish on giving up social media. Right. Right. And your man said the exact he said that in it. He said, just remember your time is gone with whatever you spend it on. Statistically, and I'm going to say this, even though you say you're on it, statistically, the most amount of people that are on social media, the longest amount of time are lonely, according to science. I agree with that. Right. I, even though I know you're saying you're on it quite a bit, I'm literally only bringing back what a book that was used for science yesterday. Um, I think, I, yeah. It made me think, right? It made me think because listening to a book, I literally started it yesterday morning and I finished it this morning. I, come, I was like zoned in on this social media because what my daughter said to me yesterday hurt me because I was like going, fucking hell. Sneaked that one in there, didn't I? Um, <laughs> I went, oh my gosh. You feel so much better, don't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> As oh my gosh, doesn't ring true for me. I'm going to have to get it into my head. But anyway, I went, oh my gosh. Um, I, when she said that to me, it hurt my heart. Yeah. yeah. And like literally, you know, people on Facebook, I don't know. And this is my child. Yeah. There's a Absolutely. huge, like, you know what I mean? There's a huge, comparison. it's wonderful that she told you that it's yeah, wonderful I, that she I, has the, you know, yeah, she, no, we're very open in a sense of you get your say. That's yeah. the one thing I like, you get your say in our family. You, you can argue your case. I ain't encourage our children to argue. Yeah. <laughs> and, but still best argument wins. It's not like they're going to win the argument, but sometimes they do win the argument. But either way, when she said that yesterday, it automatically sparked me going, you know, that's a red flag. You should watch that. Yeah. Or not yesterday, the day before. And then listen to the book. But listening to the book about social media, it literally said the most amount of time you're on social media means, according to science, you're extremely lonely. Yeah. And that made me think, because I have two sisters. One is 56, one is 55. And... The one who's 56 doesn't even have a Facebook account. Right. So she lives her life. The other one has a Facebook account. I don't know how much or little she's on it, but she has one. So it's not like they're only a year apart. But the one who doesn't have a Facebook account leads a very full life. She's not lonely. She's not. Clearly not dependent on any form of social media because she has none. Right. And leads a very full life. Doesn't do a lot. That's another thing the book said. Don't be doing too many texting. She doesn't text anybody. It's all chats. It's all conversation. And that's what the book was recommending. It was like, we as a species need to talk. This is why I love the podcast. Because yeah. end- because it's a talking, it's facial, it's you can see, even though this won't be up, as in like, nobody's going to see, well, I could put it up and they can, if you want, I'll put it up, they'll see you frozen <laughs> for about a minute. 
<laughs> I don't I don't care, honestly. <laughs> but either way. But either way, it's real in that you get to see people's facial expressions. And as your man said in the book, that's what real life is about. Yeah. Because we're supposed to interact with facial expressions, eyebrow lifts, twitches. We're supposed to be able to deal with that because our brain does quite a lot of calculating as we're doing that. Yeah, that's a that's part of the connection for sure. Yeah, whereas the text, uh, it makes it all void. So mm-hmm. it was a lovely book to live. I only listened to that book because my daughter literally pulled me up on being on my phone too much, which prompted me to listen to this book. And yeah, I'm determined to give up social media. Um, That's good. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I still have the podcast. I I still have um, interactions. I'll probably go on social media maybe for an hour on Sunday to try and get guests. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Like where, yeah. where you, where you find your guests, if it's yeah, not yeah. social media. But you see, then again, I'm going to, which I never do is I never promote the podcast. I never, I'm the world's worst for promoting the podcast. I will then maybe start at the podcast going, well, if you want to come on, come on. So I'll have to probably start doing stuff like that, which is alien to me. Um, yeah. No, you're allowing people to come to you. And I think that that's that that's that's what makes it good. Hmm. That's what makes it still a, a, a not a moral issue. In my in, in my book, I still think I still, you know, you, you, you did get me there in terms of, you know, it's OK in terms of like, you know, supplementing your your life if, if you're giving your time. But you also choose you also choose what you what you spend your time on. So. Yeah, and um, I mean, again, look, Jackie, it's we're, we're forced to make money. <laughs> it's that's not something we chose. <laughs> well, that's a huge debate, like in a sense of, you know, capitalism and all that. And look, the way I look at life is. <laughs> if you need to make money, make money. Um, Again, it's the intention. Yeah. I find your story. You are one of the most remarkable human beings I know. And I say that I've said that to you before and I'll say it again because like, to be honest with you, I have endured quite a lot, but I haven't endured what you've endured. I to lose a daughter through suicide. I can understand how people become alcoholics. I can understand like I can understand how people go. I'm just going to do drugs for the rest of my life. I can empathize with that going. I'll be honest with you. One of the reasons I regard you as one of the most remarkable human beings I know is this, because I don't think I would be able for it. That's why it's, it's not that I go A, B, C, D. It's because I've thought about this going. I don't know if I get through that. Now, another part of me, the part that, allows me to endure so much pain goes well you have two more kids you're gonna to have to yeah that's where the bringing me to reality comes from in a sense going well you have to because yeah there, th- that, that was not a choice <laughs> i yeah. have to and mm-hmm. honestly if if i didn't have my my two younger children and like i had said because mm-hmm. in the other podcast i had done with you mm. I am grateful for the opportunity to do it differently. I am um, to learn from my mistakes um, in regards to 
uh, being a mother because I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the best mother I could be, you know, Elizabeth saw it in me, but I, I didn't believe it. I had, you know, I struggled with self, self-worth, you know, mm. um, and this is, you know, this whole tragedy brought that to light. And it's like, I remember me and my sister actually saying to each other, how can we teach self-worth when we don't have it? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and losing her in the way that I did, it's like, and then realizing that she didn't have it. <laughs> Makes me not want to do it to the other two, too. They need to see a mom that is confident. They need to see a mom that can handle life, you know, a mom that's not because I I mean, I'm not saying that it's my fault that it happened, but it definitely contributes. You know, I want my girls to have self-worth. Self-worth is a wonderful feeling. You know, I've actually gotten a taste of it and through my self-reflection and my honesty and my curiosity about myself and my spirituality. And, um, I wholeheartedly believe that Elizabeth is here with us on a, uh, she's with me, mm. you know, um, all when I was working as a resident residential teaching assistant at, um, a rehab for people with traumatic brain injuries during COVID, I started me and, um, I was working with a guy who kind of reminded me of Elizabeth um, and, and, and the way that he felt and the way that he, you know, the things that he went through and stuff like that. And, um, uh, we started drawing together on the whiteboard for the clients because originally they, you know, you had to write down the events for the day on the whiteboard because we worked midnights, um, and yeah. we would set them up for the day. Um, uh, so we started drawing because there was nothing to write on the whiteboard anymore. And, I bonded, I connected with him in that regard. And it was a way I almost feel like in my spiritual sense (laughs) that it was a way to connect with Elizabeth as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he reminded me so much of her and I just, I never found myself to be a creative person. Of course, I didn't have any self-worth. I didn't think that I, you know, could draw. Um, but I, I got such a huge, like, um, uh, response mm. from drawing, you know, people even because people with dramatic brain injuries, they're, they're kind of stuck at a, you know, um, a certain age of maturity, especially emotionally, they started comparing me and him and they kept telling me that I could be a professional artist and, um, <laughs> and that he, he wasn't that, you know, like it was, it, you know what I mean? It was yeah. just the whole experience. Um, brought that to light. And then there's also another person that I met on social media um, who lives in a a completely different country. He is the age of Elizabeth and he had, he is just like her, like everything about her reminds, you know, and he came at me on a comment like, and he asked, I had commented on something. He's like, he's, you, you sound like somebody that could, you know, He's like, can I message you a couple of times out of, out of the year and ask your advice on things? He sounds, he's like, you sound like somebody who, who could really, you know, I could really talk to hmm. once I got to know him, like he loves the same music. He loves the same culture. He loves the same video games. He, I mean, he's her <laughs> like, you know, like, 
it's just a way for me to still keep in, you know, um, uh, like feel her, even yeah. though she, her physical body isn't here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what I think happens when we die. We don't, we don't, we don't, our physical body dies, but our spirit does not. Um, it's still here. <laughs> yes. I don't know what it does, but it's still here and it, they're still here, you know, and that's why I believe I will see her again one day because those signs, and I see those signs on a regular basis. Yeah. So, like, look again, belief is belief in a sense of when my, when my wife's grandmother died, she said she'd leave a sign and next thing there was a white feather. And on the day myself and my wife got married. Now my wife, my, my, uh, my wife's grandmother died. A month after my father, actually, on the fifth of on the fifth of April, two thousand and six, she died. But literally, when we got married in August two thousand and ten, the church was full of white feathers. Yeah. Right. And ever wow. since, my wife sees white. Like even my kids know this white feather thing. <laughs> I never see the white feathers because yeah. it's not in my world. But because they have created that in their world they all and it's not that they're not there the white feathers are there yeah we, you know we do create our world and it's not i'm not saying it's not real or not real or this real or that real it's whatever it is for you it's what I, yeah exactly is the white feathers there they are there i can't deny that they're not there i just don't see them and my wife will go oh look a white feather it is there yeah, I mean, it's not in my world. It's just not in my. I don't have a. I don't have something that I can relate to in a sense of that I'm, and that's the mind. It makes up. It makes it up too as it goes along to try and to try and justify its own existence. I believe. Do yeah. I believe? What do I believe? When I know energy doesn't die. I know yeah. that from a scientific point of view. I know it does not die. It just transforms to something else. Yeah. Um, I think we use the word spirit or soul because we really don't know what else to call it. And, you know, yeah, I think it's too small of a word to try and grasp. Does our essence kind of be out there? I'd imagine it does. Um, from a scientific point of view, from an energy point of view, I'd imagine our essence does be somewhere. Um, we just can't, um, you know, like... Uh, I, I know my sister will be religious. You know, dad's looking down upon you now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe he is. Uh, but to her, it makes her it makes her feel better. Yeah. You know that type of way? And, she, and, and why not? Like if, if... Again, why not? If it makes you feel better, I'm not going to come at it with a... You shouldn't feel like that and you should, you know... Yeah, you shouldn't, no... It, you know, I think whatever way, I think whatever way someone is going to die is what way they're going to. If you think when you're going to die, you're going to see a lovely beam of light or Jesus or whatever. Off you go. And, and I think that should be. If I think I'm going to die and I'm going to be completely unconscious. I don't want to see Jesus because then I'm not going to die that way. I want to be unconscious. Nothing. I don't want anything. In other words, you've got your chance. You've lived your life. Good luck. <laughs> right. That's what I want it. I, you know, you've lived your life. You've done what you've done. Good luck. 
And yeah. I think that's, I think for me, that's the way I like life. It's, your, it's, it's unique in our own way. We got our little bit of time and then we're gone. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you, you live through gratitude. I think that you are more spiritual than you give yourself credit for. So well, no, maybe, I, maybe I, you don't I, see, maybe you don't see signs, but of the afterlife I, or anything like that, but no, in the afterlife for me, no, definitely not for me. Um, but I'm, I'm extremely grateful that I know my life is going to end. You're I'm, regretful? I'm, I'm grateful. Oh, grateful, yes. Like my life will end. I'm grateful of the fact that I know I have a very limited amount of time. So how is that any different than, because I, I watched that, I watched that podcast uh, that we did. And you told mm. me that as a young person, that you always wanted to die. So how is that any different? Because I didn't enjoy life. Okay. And when I was a young person, I literally didn't enjoy life. I had no enjoyment. I had no happiness. I had no sense of self-worth. I had nothing within me that I could hold on to and say, this is mine. I am a person. This is my self-worth. 43 okay. years of age, I'm completely happy inside. Um, I have huge amounts of self-worth. I'm extremely stable in a sense that you know, I'm not going to be going down killing the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Oh, I don't think I don't think Emma would be okay no. with that, though. <laughs> so. I can guarantee you, as much as Emma would never do a podcast, she'd be fairly on the podcast, going, "This is what he's like." <laughs> not on the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, she'd be getting that one in. Um, yeah, I'm extremely stable in that sense. Where I, my life is. I'm extremely happy. Um, it's not that you want to. You're just okay with it. You're you're at peace with the with it. I get it. Well, you see, I did nearly die. I mean, I lost six pints of blood when I when I slipped my wrist. So I did nearly die, in a sense of I had to get six. I don't know. I had six pints. I had to get six pints anyway. But um, I, I I was unconscious. That was it. You know, I didn't get a light. I didn't get a beam of light. I went unconscious. Right. And I came back. Um, um, so I, it, so you didn't have a, you didn't have that spiritual experience that everybody talks about when they, when they die, <laughs> oh, you didn't have the, what, the, what people think they see. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I didn't. I, I went unconscious and then I came to, and then I went, <gasps> Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. So, how old were you when that when 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 that happened? Thirty one. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was when you were younger, like no. younger, younger. Like, yeah, no, no. Um, so no, I I'm but now, but you see, now I love life. Now I appreciate life. Now I live a very good life. I am my job is fantastic. My you know marriage is fantastic. The kids are brilliant. I would have a joke about the children a lot. I've brilliant, like kids are brilliant. They're brilliant. Three little personalities, three different personalities, three different ways of looking at the world. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. You know, um, I love that. I love we get along well. We, we, we have a good life. We have a very simple life, which I do love. I love simple things in life. Yeah. Um, but I lead a very full life. I don't live a life without 
any trauma in it in a sense of I have my daily trauma not trauma but your difficulties in life where you're going to come across stuff and you have to try and figure it out you know and I get on with it but in my core I'm happy yeah in my core I'm content in my core I'm extremely grateful that I got another chance yeah I I I got another chance at life. That, that, you know, it sounds like it sounds like gratitude is is your is your yeah. it's absolutely yeah, yeah. your form of whatever we want to call that. Hmm. <laughs> I am. I'm very grateful. Like I cycle a bike. I don't own a car, and I'm great. Like when it's raining down upon me, I give in. Like even my mother said to me the other day, "Would you not get the bus?" But <laughs> I know she's thinking. What's it like? Because it rains a lot in Ireland and we're coming into the winter. What's it like? I would hate if it was raining down upon me. Right. Mm-hmm. Our house was so chaotic when I was a child and I'm very sensitive to sound that I would yeah. always leave. And I would much rather be outside with our, with, it wasn't our dog, but a black Labrador was like one of my best friends when I was six years of age. And I used to go out with the raincoat and I would take the raincoat off me and put it on the dog. So he was going around, you know, the battery heights where I used to live with a mm. raincoat on him while I was walking with him without a raincoat. Right. I got so used to being wet that when I'm getting wet now cycling the bike, it reminds me of that good time I had as a child. Right. So even though I had to leave the house, because it was so chaotic. Um, the comfort I had in the rain with the dog reminds me when I'm getting wet cycling a bike. So cycling a bike in the rain to me means nothing. So I wouldn't have had that experience if I didn't have to leave the house. That was chaotic. And I'm able to calculate all these things and go, I have zero issue with the rain. Like, no. Yeah. Like, People have said to me, does it not bother you cycling in the rain? Zero. It, like, if I go, look, how I calculate cycling in the rain is this. If I'm going to work and I get wet, I take off all my clothes. I have an overalls in work that I have to wear as a spray suit. We have massive heaters. I put my wet clothes on them and within 20 minutes, they're bone dry because it's such intense heat. Right. Right, so 20 minutes of me wearing the overalls that I'm wearing anyway, I'll be back Mm -hmm. in my clothes. Um, If I get wet coming home, I still have to change my clothes out anyway to get a shower, and they'll be dry dry by the following morning. So at the very most, I'm going to be put out by 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And really, really wet days, I'll bring a spare pair of socks. Yeah. So... (laughs) That's as much as I'm put out. Um, I, I, I don't have the awkwardness of paying for a car, mm-hmm. which is why I'm able to do the studio. Cars, cars have been a uh, stress in my life big time, especially yeah. with a husband and a father who are kind of mechanics, but not really. <laughs> well, you're talking to the third one because <laughs> I, I haven't a clue. I, I don't know. I like. People assume no, that- they work on cars. That's the thing. They would rather do it themselves than pay someone else. So that's the stress of 
Oh no, I'm the opposite. I I I'm the opposite. I I had a fella in today fixing my bike. Mechanically, I'm not I'm not mechanically minded. Like he literally was in today fixing the bike. Because <laughs> and even the boys yeah. would be laughing at me and work on it's a bike. Oh, now, now I feel guilty for saying that because, you know, my husband, he, his dad was a mechanic. I mean, he, that was his career. Right. Um, but, and, and, and my husband is really good. I mean, he's very mechanically inclined, um, okay. but it just, it takes him, you know, he's a perfectionist as well. So, you know, he's got to have the most, the best tools and, you know, it takes him 16 hours. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, it takes him all the time in the world to do it. So I'm just not being grateful enough. So that's what I've gotten out of this is I need to be more grateful. So thank you. (laughs) You need to be more grateful. And no, I'm, yeah, and I'm not. I, I, as in, I am grateful, but no, when it comes to stuff like that, no, having a a clue, don't, I don't care that I don't have a clue. Yeah. Um, Well, and I also think that, you know, you going on the bike, it's kind of like channeling the fact that you bring up your childhood memory of it. It kind of, you know, I think that's a big part of loving life too and, and really appreciating life is channeling that inner child inside of you, you know? I done that begrudgingly. <laughs> I, I done that begrud- like I don't cycle. I, I cycle a bike now today with ease. I sold my business to have more children. And when I sold the business to have more children, I literally could not afford a car. That's one more thing I had to learn the hard way going. You see that that's where I'm going to be for now. I mean, I got to give up some stuff. <laughs> I, I done that begrudgingly years ago going. Now I can look back and go. Well, it was either the children I could afford a lot or I could either keep my business. Mm-hmm. And have one child or sell the business and have three children and be broke. And right, right. um chose to sell the business and be broke and yeah that wasn't easy either like that wasn't an easy transition where i could afford to buy a brand new jeep at any time i wanted to and then literally work a full week and have five euros left at the end of the week again that was hard that was like to work a full week for five and it was only that was five years i endured that so to work a full week and have five euros left for five years. That was a that was a hard lesson. I, but you know what? I got through it. And mm-hmm. now that I have a bike, uh, in the beginning I hated it because I mean, obviously, if you can afford something, and then you have to go from this to cycling a bike, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and um, I had to digest that. Yeah. Looking, looking back, again, I grew. I grew yeah. extremely strong from that. Again tough look Sean that's what you went through now would I swap a business for my children mm-hmm. a million times I do it again because I mean I wouldn't have got to experience my children right or cars that I don't care for anyway right you know what I mean I, um, I agree I agree I totally speaking of children though I have to go get my kids yeah um, I don't want I didn't want to cut this off i mean i i would like to continue the conversation <laughs> oh, but yeah. i mean i gotta go <laughs> just so you know you're dropping me <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, yeah, you'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> but listen, thanks very much for coming on. This is kind of a more of a, a spiritual podcast, I suppose, you know. Yeah, uh, it was definitely eye opening. I think it was interesting. Very. Um, I did. I did sneak in some mental health there, though, but that's because it's my passion and it's yours, too. So we can't avoid it. No, and we'll, <laughs> we'll call this part one. Because I, I could feel there like you go. I've seen that you did a part two of something yeah. on someone else's. So I get a part two. You'll get a part. <laughs> we'll, we'll listen. Thanks very much for coming on, Jackie. Yeah, thank you too. Have a good day, Sean. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.